0: It's officially 2020, the year that shall prove fighting way easier from outside the cage, just as 2019 through 2012 have proved. It is time for Verbal Tap. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, fresh off turning down Dick Clark's rockin' New Year's Eve job. They wanted you to host it. You had some differences about some content things. It was a very Kevin Hart-esque situation. Raph, how are you doing this evening? I'm okay. You know, I'm a little...
1: Bummed out, they went with one of the most popular hosts of all time instead of me.
0: Should be. It's time to get some fresh blood. And frankly, I thought it was a little... I thought it was a little statist. It felt mm-hmm. like, oh, he's from Southern California. We right. Can't, we can't have him. But this is not the point. We're not going to get too political tonight because as we speak, Khabib Nurmagomedov, mm-hmm. who beat the holy shit out of Conor McGregor, not once, but I believe twice, and... I guess maybe I'm counting the fact that he beat up Conor McGregor and then <laughs> super kicked Dylan Danis directly after. He was still so pissed that he was like, well, I got some time. Mm-hmm. Connor has accused him of being scared now that he's moving up to 170. What say you, Raf? Obviously he is. shaking in his boots. Well, that phrase has not aged well. Also, no. not a boot wearer, if I had to guess. Doesn't wear shoes often, even in the winter. Khabib, that is.
1: Do you think, was that supposed to be like a female shakes in their boots or was it because are, we're talking like musketeers wear boots sort of a thing? I just know that every possible way I think of it, no.
0: <laughs> that was You're already giving it um, maybe more credit. I think Cotter's just kind of dumb. I don't mean that rudely. He's obviously... Uh doing quite well with his skill set but i think it was just like what's the easiest thing to say here (laughs) he's shaking in his boots (laughs) i also think
1: that um we we postulated about this earlier but we had kind of wondered how do you come back from two major profile losses not just like you, you lost it was a close fight
0: too pretty <laughs> indicative. No no no, Raph, he wow. won that fight in the bar with the old guy that oh, he slapped. I think he won that. That one. is fair. Which oh you mean the the one the two prior got it. No no no, I'm back. You're not counting the that ones
1: one. people ordered, not watched on World Star. Cool, thank you. And the ones that people ordered, when I look at those fights and I think to myself, Oh yeah, well you're a shit talker as long as you win. The minute you don't win, it's a little harder to be a shit talker. Unless you're Chael Sonnen, who just goes, "I didn't lose," and then you're just detached from reality. Now Connor, at the very least, when he was winning, it just seemed like, "Well, he's winning, so he could say what he wants." Then I said, "What happens when he's not winning?" And we've gotten to that point now where he was saying respectful things of like, "Oh yeah, I want to say I'm, I want to see Donald Sorone, cowboy, and I want to do this to him, and I have all the respect for him as a father. Let's do it, mate." And then all of a sudden, with Khabib, it's like he's shaking in his boots, and it's like, <laughs> no, nope, swinging a miss. That one did not land,
0: sir. <laughs> he's been he's been well documented as a better fighter than you. This is not this isn't the time for vanity. Let's just stick with uh, who's in front of us. But it or... is funny that he doesn't know how to talk shit on Donald Cerrone. Mm-mm. It's just like ah, oh, that tequila drinking piece of shit. It's like you got to work on it. Because I think that
1: Donald Cerrone has the cowboy version of I'm rubber and you're glue, except I think the way he probably tells it to his kid is like, now son, if anybody ever comes up to you and says something mean or, you know, gets in your face first, you kick them. And then you say, um, Miller light and you're RJD. And you're gonna go. De- I don't know. The moral of the story is kick him hard and then just laugh, and no one cares if you're funny or not. You just seem funny by being tough
0: and a motherfucker. And that's
1: exactly the way he talks to his child. I guarantee it.
0: And I would like to, as we roll, <laughs> as we roll topics, because yeah, that's <laughs> the best part. That's the best way to end our ongoing Conor McGregor <laughs> stifling. I will say I've been perusing through the MMA headlines trying to try and understand what's going on. And I definitely have a fun curveball story for you, Raph, to throw at the end of this. It is about CBD. But before we get to that, ESPN is the only news site that is already reporting on Greg Hardy's fight. Methinks ESPN might just, you know, not hate that his name generates clicks. So much so that they put him for no, no reason at all. Zero reason in the headlines about his fight in March, so that's good. So it's booked. Yeah, but that's that's uh, it. Just cracks me up the way ESPN's like, we are a we're a family company, yep. meaning if you beat up your family and we can make money off that, we will <laughs> do it. So that's always this like ESPN jab. There was PFLs, which you'll have to explain to me exactly what that is. I thought someone like won with a million dollars based off of something like that, but. Before that, Fedor versus Rampage. We didn't talk about it last week because we just didn't get to it with Gary. It was not uh, not wildly pressing, but this fight did capture the attention of a few MMA fans. <laughs> not not everyone. Fedor knocked out Rampage, quote And unquote. It, quote unquote, which is the controversy part. But when I watched it, Raph, if you had said Fedor just beat up a human. Uh, punching bag that was in the shape of Rampage, Mm. I would not have known the difference based off Mm. of the movement. You and I are long documented not enjoying fighters in their 50s. We're just not big fans. And frankly, these two are probably like maybe age-wise in their 50s, but really high 60s in terms of the physicality. Sure. I hated this fight. And now it is being sort of controversized. Because that's definitely not a word, but it should be. There's a rumor Rampage took a dive. He has strongly denied that rumor, but the rumor exists nonetheless. What say you, pro wrestling expert? He took a dive. <laughs> Nothing says he took a
1: dive way better than what's a gift I'm giving myself for Christmas? This fucking Bentley bitches.
0: Right. What if he got himself the Banff belt for only eight hundred and fifty dollars? It's not it's still 14 days from being Wait, shipped, but I'm it is saying. he could have gotten it for himself. Why is this the greatest recurring joke in all verbal tennis? It goes with a Bentley. It's like an Arrested <laughs> Development. Where it's like the jacket and the sunglasses that yeah. come with this thing too. jacket. and the sunglasses. I have to say.
1: Before Kevin and I mapped out whenever the BMF belt was brought up on the show, and now it's a surprise to me as it is to any one of you guys when it happens. And I'm so <laughs> delighted. It's one of the few times I get to take myself out of being a co-host on the show and an actual listener and going like fuck. Oh it's also one of the few in.
0: things you and I both heard independently and didn't mm. tell the other about. We we're both like, no. that's a good nugget. I'm not gonna talk about that <laughs> trying to sell this thing. I'm just
1: so happy that when Rampage did lose, he immediately got into Fedor's fight photo. Now, nothing says didn't take a dive like let's all get a family photo together because it's reminiscent of when you work on a show and you do a rap party and you go, come on in here, everybody. Good guys and bad guys. It was all fiction. That's what it looked like. Especially when they're like, hey, you don't get in here. And Rampage is like, bro, don't you want to remember the good times of when we staged this Oh, right, we didn't. Yikes. Thumbs up. (laughs) Run away. And then, to make things even more complicated, the denial that one Rampage had was also including something where he said, bag was secured. Fuck all you haters. I would never take a dive, Bentley. But – When you say the bag is secured, that's also not the best way to argue with your haters who think, what's the reason you would take? Oh, right. Money.
0: No one's accusing him of doing it for no reason. Everyone's just uh, his denial to me was this is not the first time this has happened with Rampage, Bellator or this scenario. It just Mm -hmm. simply isn't. But. Mm To me, this is the tap out shirt equivalent of a fight, not to take anything away from Fedor's career or his ability to destroy any normal human being, which is like, I don't know why the Internet does that. Why is that so many people's response to, hey, Fedor should stop fighting? He would murder you. It's like, correct. (laughs) That's not the. All right. So I don't think he should Mm -hmm. stop teaching fighting. I just think he's probably maybe past his point where he should be competitively doing it and I want to be super crystal crystal clear here, Raph. Yes. He's welcome to grappling any and all times, right? Most of the times. Even slap grappling. Go for it. Oh, yeah. It. That's be- not going to tax his considerable limits, but I would love to see him in the Sakuraba role. I'm just kind of done watching him fight someone that was probably done 30 years ago. Well, good news, Kev. He's retired, except oh. not. Wait, wait. No. No. Huh? So
1: he was using the illusion language, and I'm always treading water whenever I see people say, it seemed like Fedor retired. And I go, from now on, it's he either retired or didn't. Because in the time it took for him to do the interview where he was translated in the cage, immediately after knocking out, and you can almost feel me saying (laughs) that with air quotes because I'm a professional.
0: You did that well, actually. That's they don't teach that in podcasting one oh three. You have to get so. to master podcasting for that, but that was good. You have to really go to master podcasting. Which by the way is our new business
1: venture. If you want to learn how to podcast like some middle of the road geniuses, <laughs> come on over to Verbal Taps nine ninety nine a month course. Don't worry, we'll teach you important things like phraseology, making fun of rampage
0: and puns conspiracized <laughs> it's not just a word it's a true form of journalism
1: <laughs> so instead when he got all the way back to the press row as he finished that's when you heard Fedor goes i would like to clarify what i was saying what i mean is this is the last time i'm fighting in this arena on this cage However, I have two more fights than I promised. But you know the way I read it was this last time I'm fighting on this stage. I have two. No.
0: <laughs> oh, god damn it. Stop it. He has a particular ability not to say anything while talking. That nope. is that is awesome. I'd like to be. There's at least a few of his jiu-jitsu students along the way. Or uh, whichever it is with the Russian Sambo. that it's like. What the fuck was the move of the day? Did anyone catch it? Did or mm. did he say it? I knew he was talking briefly about that new laundromat, but I didn't hear if we were supposed to grab the heel. I'm excited for him to hopefully return to grappling. Because mm. to me, couldn't he already come in and step into that cyborg role? It's like, let's get a super fight. Polaris, this isn't that difficult. Call Cyborg, who's going to be like, oh, of course, and then call Fedor, is be like, "Uh, dude, what?" And offer him some money, get that fight.
1: It's tough, Kev. It's I, it's very rare that they mention Fedor's name without again the same kind of phraseology of Fedor, which is the broadcast version of "Remember the good times." Come on, guys, Fedor it was fun to stay up late and watch whatever time they were on in Japan. And it was even more fun to watch Fedor come back miraculously from being dropped on his head because he was a legend and a superstar. And yeah, guess who also has the feels about Fedor Kev? Who? Dana. Oh, does he? So this week they asked him what his biggest regret was. And Dana In true Dana fashion because they can't mention something that he didn't have a hand in. He goes, my biggest fucking regret is that we almost got the Fedor thing done. What happened was we were close to signing him. We were going back and forth and we were going to make him versus Brock. And, you know, it was coming down to money and things. And I would have liked to seen that fight. And obviously he's gone on to other places. But, yeah, that's my one regret. And I was like, huh? I thought – Oh, okay. So if you give them a little bit of time after they're super butt hurt that something doesn't happen, then Dana has a little bit of lover's perspective a few years later and is like, he never called me back. I wanted to make it right with him. <laughs> so, and who's to say, given all of Brock's health issues or any random assortment of drug testing, either for both of them. Who knows? I mean, Fedor doesn't look like he's on drugs, but that doesn't mean that they don't have a special case study team in Russia that's like, make him look like he's on steroids, but not the good ones.
0: Wait. Isn't that how they got in trouble with the Olympics? Yes. Okay. So maybe just make it look like steroids. and Put them on the good ones. I don't really, you know what. Never mind. I'm, I, I'm I wish. Well,
1: my biggest thing is when people are like try to say like, oh, everybody on jujitsu is on steroids. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure nobody would ever accuse me. And if they did, they would probably be like, Raph,
0: can you, can you get the better steroids? The better steroids. I'm going to start asking p- people about like next time I go to the dispensary. Hey, can I get the better weed? <laughs> Do you have it? And see, what see what their see what their faces. I'm gonna put a nice bow on the rampage career. <laughs> he has got to. Stop. He says he's not done either. He is done.
1: No, he said he's not done. He doesn't because... get to say that, right? Yeah. Well, no. In theory, he shouldn't. But you know, if this was the UFC, they'd be like, I mean, you're done unless you're BJ Penn, and then maybe. But in out. this particular case, he said. He can't go out like that. And in that respect, I say, agree, but what are we going to do with you? And that's what you can never do, is leave an open-ended question at Bellator. Because he will use the fact that he's a recognizable name to sell some other bullshit fight that nobody wants to see, but might kind of tune in for. Um, And again, the bag was secured, Kev, so he said, you know, hey, things are going well for him. And more importantly... They are not going well for him. Well, he knows that his biggest mistake was that he just came in fat. He was saying in the post presser, he's like, I let myself get too bad out of shape. And uh, that's what really hindered me in this fight. To which Press Row, in a rare move, said, yeah, duh.
0: (laughs) Isn't the argument that if he had been on the TB12 method, he'd be all set?
1: I can't I can't tell you what he's saying or what he thinks he's Rampage Jackson. You know Jackson. what it's
0: time for, Raph? It's mm. time for Rampage to hit the celebrity shows circuit. Mm. Are they time. doing a Dancing with the Stars? Are they doing a Celebrity Big Brother? Whatever it is, just say yes, Rampage. Start mm. a podcast. He probably already has one. It's probably called Rampage in the Zone, and they've released mm. six episodes. Just Rampage in the Cage. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Uh, ooh. <laughs> I'm going to steal that for my next This Might Be Rampage Jackson podcast Which would be very funny for you and I It's like, hey, coming you up just... next Oh, we just missed him He'll be our Matt Damon <laughs> But we'll do a whole podcast out of it
1: Or you just do uh, Action Jackson A play on the 80s uh film that is uh, both entertaining and terrible At the exact same time You can you can take it multiple ways,
0: Kev And I myself being a king of multiple ways i appreciate that i'm gonna hit to pfl did you watch it at all no okay do you mind explaining to me the headline was like this guy wins one million Mm dollars and now i'm looking at the results and it looks like people just basically fought so Mm -hmm. i'm confused is this like a special hey winner takes all tournament or what is this
1: yes so everybody's fighting for the opportunity to win 1 million dollars. My only question is what kind of 1 million are we talking here? We talk in 1 million taxes? No, that's not going to be the way it's done. It's going to be 1 million split over 4 years. We talking multiple years and people at the the time were just kind of like, "Oh, that's a bullshit prize." And I go, "Honestly, though, it's still pretty good considering how shitty you must be getting paid in the UFC."
0: Okay. So that's, it was Ray Cooper and Kayla Harrison then that I specifically saw, uh, win. If you yes. win the belt, you get the money.
1: Yeah. And I was, well, yeah, you win this tournament, which is about, the yeah, then you win the money. The thing that I thought was more concerning on this one was most organizations can only do one, $1 million prize. So when they kept mentioning all these names, like this guy's in the tournament fighting for one million dollars, then it was a female, and it's like
0: Kayla Harrison is fighting for one million dollars. So I was like, is this Ooh. men versus women too? That so that was originally when I heard about PFL, I was like, there's no weight classes, there's no, it's just hey one million bucks. <laughs> that is not correct. No, no, that is not the case. There are. But that's classes. not our
1: fault. That's also their
0: fault. A little bit there, a little bit their fault. But I dig that it's like um, before the ball drops we will crown new champions. So maybe mm-hmm. next year we'll remember to look into this more. Yeah. Look into it. Nothing about this next story is boring to me. Every mm. part of it's great. And the article, including the title of this um, site, which is a sort of... But oh, they're trying to get me to become a cannabis insider. I will not. Benzinga.com mm. did an article from Weed Maps News, Ooh. do not scoff at me, Raph. I heard that scoff <laughs> and that. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know. From no, Weed no Maps substitute. News, which is just as real as any other news, oh,
1: wow. how
0: CBD got into the world of mixed martial arts. Now I'm going to stop and summarize for you because it's not a, it's not the most succinctly or incendiarily written article I've seen in a while. But their argument is basically just because Nate Diaz, toked up. Um, mm-hmm. CBD is now popular amongst MMA fighters. They're missing a key component that weed, CBD, all of those alternative things come into the mindset of the person that started doing jujitsu because it's a pretty, they're linked. Same with, um, you know, a little bit more of the fighting alternate lifestyle. Typically when you tell people you're going to start going to Muay Thai, they're like, you're crazy. So mm-hmm. it's the same sort of thing. It's like, well, let's explore some weed. <laughs> You really quickly learn to reject what's BS science and what's real science. I just, all I could think of is, wouldn't it be great if after he lost yesterday, Tom Brady had pulled out his CBD pen and just started taking a few puffs? Would that have done a similar thing that CB did in MMA, RAF for the NFL? Um. Hmm.
1: This is a, you pose the right person. To throw a wrench in the situation because I feel like Tom Brady doing it would actually make it uncool. It would be popular, but that would be the moment we go, nah, CBD's done now. I'm out we're, on CBD. We're officially done. Meanwhile, and it's not you know any disrespect for Tom Brady because he lost, and that's a terrible thing that he had to endure. Especially on this uh, show, I will tell you this joke, Kev. Um, I saw it go up, and it really made me happy. And I think you'll enjoy this joke. But somebody put up a meme that said, "Yeah, sex is cool, but have you ever watched the Patriots get eliminated?" <laughs> Masterful <laughs> fucking joke. That is really good. Uh, I just good. i I was so like, and I I kept my. My uh, roasting of the Patriots to a a minimum this year, just as funsies. But I did have uh, some folks over on Saturday night, and one of whom, a very dear friend of ours, she is a huge Patriots fan. So when she walked in to my place, she goes, hey, everybody, And Raf, noted Patriots hater. I go, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. She goes, it's okay. We love you even though. You hate the Patriots, and I was like, I just don't like them. That's that's fine. You can come party with us. It's okay. And lo and behold, when they lost, I didn't even get the fun of being like, oh, you know, she's just nice. I don't really want to give her shit. And she just goes, "We deserve to lose." And I go, "Oh, she's taking it
0: hard on herself too." No, it's so sad. Oh. I haven't I haven't heard one person yell. I think they're better than us. <laughs> and that's all I want. I just want someone to be like, I think they're better than me. I do. <laughs> so
1: yeah. Returning to your main point though, I just wanted to share those stories because I think it's important. We on the show revel at only all. The only reason really I think. brought it
0: up, just really wanted to go with a headline where we could talk about Tom Brady and the Patriots losing <laughs> yesterday.
1: Good, good, good funnel into it. Um, no, I feel like Nate Diaz has a certain kind of stoner credibility, that people go, yeah, he wins, but not enough where it's annoying, and yet he's pretty cool as a person because he doesn't give a fuck, and I'm a stoner, and I like him. Whereas Tom Brady doesn't, and they go, who paid him to do that? Who paid him? Because Giselle didn't ask for that bullshit. You know, Giselle is like, you smell like crepe. I not like you today. And it's like, yeah, it's not going to work. However, in doing this this sort of thing, I will say, Kev, this is the biggest time i feel you have ever come close to doing like your parents sharing a news article that you know
0: for the podcast was, yeah yes yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: was them <laughs> name the news source that you go did you just do eaglepatriot.com it's... as a news source dad from Benzinga.com's
0: <laughs> Weed Maps News, so Weed Maps News is the best. I, how much of your news are you getting from Weed Maps? News not, not enough. I, not enough sad. for sure. I I haven't found my way to the rest of their website. There's been too many cookies, <laughs> but as soon as I can get through these pop-ups, I'll see what else they're producing. I mean, one thing
1: that's been very entertaining to me, Kev, is. Uh, the amount of memes that are designed to both be calming and maybe anxiety killing machines for the breakout of what everybody's just dubbed World War Three, and they're mm-hmm. like, you know what's great about bombing uh, leaders that have their own issues is uh, making some memes about it. Let's just let's just revel in it. Be those people.
0: It's a different form of either pro or anti-war protest because I saw also saw somebody memeing like, way to go, gun idiots. Thank God I've still got my AR-15 in case we're invaded. Enjoy throwing (laughs) your gluten-free muffin at them. And I was just like, wait, hold on. Is your Just to follow the whole thing, your argument for having AR-15s is that despite the fact that children are frequently murdered with them in this country by their classmates, is that just in case you vote for a president who starts a super illegal war by assassinating a general of another country, when we get invaded, you're slightly more prepared than me? It's good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. That is, I can't think of a reason that that would be a problem, Raf.
1: It's also, you know, trying to solve the problem you created. So you're just kind of sitting there being like, ooh, people don't want me to have my guns, but now I've got a
0: reason to have a gun. Thanks. And and I can't be clearer. You don't. (laughs) So, uh, us murdering a general in Iraq maybe isn't the best argument that you need an AR 15. Which I thought they weren't military rifles, you fucksticks. Look at them. Just like Here's a good of, news. Oh, that wait, that well, it, I didn't put myself through all the blinders.
1: <laughs> Here's the good news that I, I have seen with uh, all of these, these memes and people becoming experts very quickly on uh, foreign affairs is as this comes up, you know, it's been a weird week. We're even on a news week that's typically slow being the Christmas to New Year's. There was one moment that I just kind of laughed because I go, oh, you know what? That guy stopped something at a church. I'm just happy people are safe. Like,
0: oh, you mean when a win is that only one or two people are murdered and someone else carrying a gun at church happens to murder that person in front of you before they can murder more of your congressional. First off,
1: safe. Second off. Oh, uh, (laughs) OK. If you go to church, that's probably less people than would be killed by the church elsewhere. So I don't know. There's there's a lot of mixed messages to go on this one. But at the very least, I'm like, listen, guys, I love that every gun owner is putting up this meme as if it's some sort of Help. weird, uh, you know, buy 12, get one round free sort uh, it, of sandwich. Is it. Isn't, it? Isn't this like
0: the stamp card? It's like, see, mm-hmm. sometimes guns save lives. Sometimes then- they do. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> this is, is this your best case scenario? This isn't great. <laughs> People are getting murdered in church to the point where it's like, I should bring my gun to church today. Oh, why? Yep. You never know. That's not good.
1: Yep. So then we get down to, I think, the last barometer of it, which is they spend so much time celebrating that meme. That in Texas, I believe, and I might be wrong if it's there, I don't know, but somewhere else right as New Year's happens, people were celebrating the New Year, fired a shot in the air, and then the bullet came and killed a woman. Yeah. And I thought, you know, if you take the good on one, you probably should have to take the bad on the other. So I feel like every person who shared that meme that's like, see, we save lives has to be like, also our bad on this one.
0: And we shouldn't probably fire these aimlessly into the air. That's been bad for a while. And it's still definitely good. not good if you're in a city or near people. <laughs> it's just... What goes up must come down. And I understand most of you reject science. That doesn't discount that it does come down. To like, where'd fair, you fire? I... Right into heaven? It's like, you're not worried you killed Aunt Judy who passed away 10 years ago? No. I am, but I'm more worried I killed Aunt Becky who's still very much with us.
1: I do like the fact that one of the jokes I wrote for Early Late Night was, I love buck guns so much, I point them up at Jesus and try and shoot them so he can say it. And then sometimes it doesn't go well for who's around me, but that's not important.
0: Jesus lets us know what's what. And just again, just a teaser for the We Hate Guns podcast. Coming it's still going to happen any moment. Any
1: moment. Any moment there. In case you guys were tantalized or you turned off the show, well, then you're just a weak snowflake. We put that with your gluten free ammunition as well, friends.
0: Boom. <laughs> Take that <laughs> it's, bullshit. It's 2020 and we don't care. People are like, you didn't Dude, care in 2019. Correct. <laughs> we still do not care. We are on our retirement tour that never ends of 20, not caring. 2014, you probably could have found some give-a-shits in here. You probably could have. Not in 2020. It's just not going to happen. It's not. So on those notes, though, Kevin,
1: I am excited. We're two weeks away from potentially uh, Conor McGregor and uh, Donald Cerrone. And you would think that's the fight you're most looking forward to. But something came out of the blue today that I wanted to push your way. And I don't know if you saw me post this one. But what if I were to tell you that UFC's Mike Perry is now calling out actor Michael J. White? What? Michael J. White, I don't know if you've ever seen – I'm trying to think of the name of it. He's been in like some of the dumbest like martial arts films. I'm Googling. Okay. Uh, One of which – I mean (laughs) – it says he was a feature in a number of different films, but one of which was a movie called Blood and Bone, which, by the way, when I was an intern slash assistant. Oh,
0: he was in SWAT. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Rav, you, uh, he was not in SWAT. He was in SWAT, too. But specifically, he was in one of my favorite movies of all time. This, mm. Oh, my God. Hold on. I'll find it. You keep talking. Sure. Blood and Bone was a script that made its
1: way to my desk. And I happened to be, at that time, uh, an assistant at this place. And I read the script and I go, oh, you handed it to me because you know I like MMA. And he's like, what do you think? We're thinking about buying it. And I was like, you know what, you should buy it. And he's like, really? I was like, get the rights to it. He's like, I'm I'm really trying to court your opinion because I know you love MMA. And I was like, I didn't know at the time when I was telling our guy to buy the rights to it that he fully understood why I was saying to buy it. Not because I thought it was good. It was because I was like, yeah, enough stupid people will watch this. You'll make your money back. And I think they ended up buying the rights to it. So when I read it, uh, they definitely made it so that were street fights in a jail of a fighter who's going to avenge fill in the blank. And I believe Kimbo was in that. So the discrepancy here was that Michael J. White was saying that Kimbo didn't understand certain martial arts techniques, to which Platinum Mike Perry said, you know, an actor was trying to say he was teaching Kimbo something that was too difficult for Kimbo to grasp. I think you actors better stay in the movies. One knee make your nose look like special effects. So now that's the fight I think I want to see more than Donald Cerrone and conor mcgregor is platinum mike perry versus michael j white
0: couldn't agree more because michael j white was the villain in a movie called exit Wound, Yep. starring steven seagal and dmx yep it is one of the greatest movies that has ever <laughs> highlighted a hummer everyone <laughs> has to see this movie dmx is like a computer hacker it's amazing. You have to see it. <laughs> I, I know the movie. I, I have seen it. You know, uh,
1: since a, uh, Steven Seagal doesn't just release a movie and I don't watch it, I, I memorize them. I watch them profusely. I've seen Ja Rule get thrown into a jail cell against the walls, defying
0: gravity. It is amazing, Kev. There's so much to look forward to in 2020, about 2001. This was one of them, March 16th. That is going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. The Golden Globe start in a few minutes. We don't know what Ricky Gervais is already saying, so we've got to get Raph out of here because he's Hollywood-enabled. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go train some jiu-jitsu. Both of those things I applaud very much. That has been our show. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night, and good fight.